1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on one of the weekends in Scottish football Celtic are edging closer to that league title After beating Rangers 3-2 on Saturday And now the fallout is well underway There were big wins all across the table The likes of Aberdeen and St Mirren and Ross County and Dundee United And on the other hand, Robbie Nielsen pays the price for Hearts poor run As he's sacked with seven games to go I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight You've got Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna off the field, Gordon, a dark hangover from the old firm Derby. Police Scotland now investigating threatening and abusive messages sent to referee Kevin Clancy. On the field, the Premiership title race is over. Celtic will be deserved champions after their old firm win on Saturday. And Kyogo Furuhashi, for me, will be deserved player of the year. 28 goals, including five in the last three derbies. And for Rangers, the whole season now hangs on a Scottish Cup semi-final. Yeah, what a weekend it was All starting on Saturday Midday-ish In the old farm It was a spectacular game as well You know what Result aside I really, really enjoyed the game It was uh, The two best teams in the country Going at it I think that Both teams performed Really, really well Celtic took their moments Rangers never Rangers played a part In their own downfall With a, with a, with a couple of mistakes But all over the league There was big results Like you say Real relegation battle with the three at the bottom now. Could Motherwell maybe get sucked back? No, Motherwell, sorry, St Johnston almost gets sucked back in it. And what a win for Stephen Robinson and St Mirren. Puts them right in target to potentially get European football. An incredible weekend. Uh, arguably the weekend that completely ends the title race. Arguably the week, well, it was the weekend that ended Robbie Nielsen's spell as Hearts manager. Uh, could it be the weekend that sees survival bids launched for certain teams? Down the bottom European places Top 6 places We might look back on that weekend As one of the definitive weekends Across the season So please get in touch tonight There will be no bank holiday Or public holiday Or whatever it is Stopping us On Clyde One Super Scoreboard It takes more than us Roger Hanna Had to laugh At messages I received today Asking if Super Scoreboard Was still going ahead tonight uh, It's that type of weekend We wouldn't miss it for the world We most certainly would not Miss it for the world And it was Listen Right through the league The, the title race As I said at the top of the show Is over But it's the only race That's over The race for Europe 3rd, 4th, 5th and 6th That last top 6 spot and as Kenny said, at the bottom, huge wins for Dundee United and Ross County. And it's turned up the heat and Kilmarnock and St Johnson. We've even got breaking news for you tonight. And that's that Hearts have named Stephen Naismith as interim boss alongside Gordon Forrest, who was already there as a coach, and Youth Academy Director Frankie McAvoy. Uh, Lee McCulloch has left the club this evening. As well Now I know I know I hear you lot In Glasgow in the west I know where you want to start I know we'll start In that certain game um, In the east end of Glasgow On Saturday That's absolutely fine But it would be nice To hear from some Hearts fans Or interested Neutral observers Out there Because when one of our Biggest clubs Sacks their manager With seven games to go That is big news So whatever is on your mind tonight 0141 951 1025 The sun is Kind of shining Everybody's been off their work I think And we had a good weekend of football So let's do it What was your result of the weekend Roger Hanna To set the tone Well as Kenny said There was plenty to go at I think We probably owe it to ourselves To give it to Celtic Because It is an old firm win 
It is the victory that has finally pushed them towards the league title. 12 points clear, a vastly superior goal difference. They've dropped five points in the league all season. They're not going to drop 13 between now and the end of the season. I'm going to go St Mirren away uh, at Hearts. It was a. Obviously, it's it's no nice to see a, a manager leave, uh, particularly a manager, in my opinion, has done, done pretty well in, in his job. But it's, it's a massive result for Stephen Robinson and his men, and it really does put them right in contention for third and fourth. I mean, we didn't even mess around with any draws at the weekend. There were six wins, so there were six big wins, essentially, uh, and you could have picked it a few really unusual there. as well, because before the game at Anfield yesterday, there hadn't been a draw in the English Premier League or the Scottish Premiership all weekend. Great start from you, until, of course, that full time whistle yeah. went. Uh, right, goal of the weekend, who's getting the nod? Goal of the weekend, there were some good contenders as well. I saw Curtis Main get a really good goal at Tynecastle, but I have to go for Simon Murray. I thought that was a fantastic finish. Crucial goal, Ross County at St Johnson. Um, it sparked a big win for them, a rare away win for Malky Mackay, and that shows why they went and got Simon Murray in January. Yep, he's on my list as well And main, like you mentioned I mean, main strike was, was sensational I think it stayed about six inches above the ground All the way for his boot Into the bottom yeah. corner of the of the heart's net It was a wonderful strike But I've got to go for Tavernier's goal free kick uh, in, in the old fun game At that time of the game Right on the half time Big moment Upstep the captain And does what he does Puts it in the top corner On, on the underside of Joe Hart's bar Unsavable mm, Okay Can't argue with those What else have we got? Howler of the weekend This is usually good fun uh, fish and Fowl Will Fish Tripping Stephen Fletcher In the last minute At Tannadise um, He is a young man But it's naive Defending And even Lee Johnson Didn't attempt to defend him Afterwards A very costly error For me it's got to be The, the, the two errors That cost That were effectively Decided uh, uh, The old firm At the weekend I mean Firstly Ben Davis Had an opportunity Just to head out For a corner uh, Heads off uh, Jota And Kyogo Ruthlessly dispatches The the, the loose ball And then Big John Sewer again Who had a decent game Considering it was his only Second start for Rangers But that sloppy pass Effectively ended the End of the game As a contest So yeah Not uh, not good mm, Collective howling For the Rangers defence From Kenny And last one then Top man Top performer Over the weekend Who are we giving it to? I'm going to go for Duke Because he just continues To impress I think that's 17 all in 15 league goals For the Aberdeen striker He's uh, having a wonderful season So he gets a nod for me With another couple of Crucial goals at the weekend It was a weekend For the strikers Wasn't it Duke A couple Your man Kevin Van Veen Got a couple for Motherwell You're obviously going to pick Here as your top man From the weekend Curtis Main I saw him at Tynecastle Fantastic And and you can say likewise For Stephen Fletcher Against his old team Hibs yesterday But I think you have to Give it to Kyogo The last three old firm games Five goals the late equaliser at Ibrox Both goals In the Via Play Cup final And then two goals again In the game that It's we'll playing the weekend Roger Alright No playing the season I thought, yeah. <laughs> Kevin If you're listening Kevin I'm so sorry I'll try next week It was week next again. on the list by Ke- It was next Kevin, on the list Kevin place. I gave it to you last week You did very well 01419511025 Let's go Let's do it After that weekend John is first up in Knightswood Take it away John Hi Just Don't Celtic were pretty, pretty poor The other day and it's been like the last couple of firm games, but the Rangers have actually been playing to their strengths, and they still can't beat Celtic, and they were talking about the gaps closing. The gap's no closing. When Celtic play, Celtic annihilate Rangers. A sort of general football point to kick us off, which is, is rare. How, how would you sum up the game, Kenny? Give us your overall thoughts. Like I say, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was the two the two best teams, obviously, in the country going at it. Far better than what it was in the in the cup final. 
Uh, I thought Rangers were, were very good in it for long spells. I thought Celtic were very good in it as well. When the game, it was, like I said, it was two teams, or two biggest teams going at it. Uh, and it was, a, I think it was a good spectacle for Scottish football. Celtic edged it. Uh, Rangers can feel a little bit hard done by based on, I think, the... The, the the goal that was disallowed was harsh and then like I said you, I mean, they played a part in their own downfall all credit to Celtic to Kyogo and Jota for actually capitalising on the mistakes but uh, yeah I, I, I really enjoyed the game I thought it was a wonderful game with, with, with the two mm. best teams I mean John's take is that he's a Celtic fan he's critical of Celtic's performance but he thinks that then is is almost a feather in Celtic's cap because Rangers still couldn't win the game and Celtic won again was, yeah. was, was John's take and, and listen that is the best two teams in the country so Celtic are going to be under more pressure you know, I, would, I was through at Tynecastle for Super Scoreboard at the weekend I was listening to you guys covering the game as I was driving through and you were talking for a while about Aaron Moy on the ball not looking as composed giving the ball away more than he normally would but he's up against better players in a game like that um, likewise you know, there was a, the early shake with Carter Vickers and Starfeld and, and Joe Hart because they're under more pressure than they're going to be ordinarily but you know, the thing you would say about Celtic is they still managed to win the game and, you know, we'll have Rangers callers on later on in the show, um, probably lamenting the result. But, you know, the result didn't surprise too many people, I don't think. Um, Rangers have clearly got a team good enough to beat Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen, the rest. Michael Beale's job is to improve his team so that they're not continually losing old firm games. And the reason, John, that Celtic never played as well was because of how Rangers actually applied themselves. You know, they've been better. Rangers were better yesterday. There have been a, it was a bit of no contest for sixty four minutes in the in the cup final. But that's what it's that's what. And you've got these two teams. It's about imposing your game on on each other. And who who comes out on top, is uh, or who does that best normally comes out on top. And it was just a, a really really good game. You know, when when Rangers lost heavily at Celtic Park in the last season at the start of this season, that was down to the Celtic. You know, absolutely dominating the game and doing what they do really really well. So. Rangers will be disappointed over like the overriding feeling will be one of frustration and disappointment but there is positives to take out of that game moving into this huge contest at the end of the month You don't think there's anything any improvement John from Rangers that's making these games a bit closer you know is it all Celtic not playing well or is that as a result of an opponent that's getting a bit closer than it previously did Well I think but the thing is Celtic can play bad and it's all in the mind and Rangers kind of get mentally beat with Celtic that's what it is Celtic's winning breeds confidence and Celtic are always confident going in these games no matter how they play Can I get that side of it Kenny you know, Celtic are a winning machine and, and you know So we're Rangers though under Michael Whoever's fault it is or you know whoever gets the credit whoever gets the blame there's a there's a there is a there's a killer edge to Celtic, isn't there? That that gets the job done. I think that is a I think that is a bit of a difference between the teams at the moment. To be honest, is the is how ruthless Celtic were when their chances came along. Uh, when they go forward and they get these moments to attack, normally there, there is an outcome. And I think he two situations in the game where Rangers never done that. There's a three minutes in Ryan Kent cuts out a moy pass has a chance to go at Carter Vickers or maybe slip Todd Cantwell. He goes, he comes back and ends up coming out. The Celtic players funnel back. At 3-2, just after getting that, that second goal, again, robbed, Kent's driving right at the heart of the of the box, slides Morelos, you're thinking, pull the trigger, comes mm. inside, cuts back out, there's no shot on goal, there's not the end product. I think Celtic in those situations are a bit more decisive and they have maybe more of a cutting edge and maybe, listen, maybe that's why they win the games. I thought you summed it up quite well, I can't remember whether you used the word clinical or used the word like ruthless me. on Saturday afternoon. Celtic made mistakes in the game. 
Rangers didn't punish them Rangers made mistakes in the game And Celtic mm. did punish them And that, that was the main difference at the weekend I mean John was over before the weekend I don't think even by our wacky standards We'll hear from anyone who doesn't think it's over now um, Was it over already? No it was still in the bag Because I mean if Rangers did get the victory It was all to play for but As I said But that was Rangers last stand on Saturday And they, they knew if they'd lost, they'd lost the game And that was finished And they still didn't come up with the goods When they needed to do it That's the thing with their players they're not standing up in the big games Is that the reality Roger? I mean I think You guys all sort of thought it was over anyway But you take yeah. John's point that I don't think we could have stood here uh, Had it gone the other way tonight If it was six points We wouldn't have been able to stand here and say Oh come on, calm down, it's over We, we just wouldn't have been able to do it So yeah, it was decisive I, I, in that regard I know what you mean Because there would have been a slight shift in momentum Had Rangers won the game I thought it was over anyway Mainly because even if Celtic had lost to Ibrox post split You just don't think You know you can't see where Celtic are going to give up another four points Which is what it would have required So listen They've been relentless They will be deserved mm. champions And the whole campaign now for Rangers Comes down to this semi-final um, Before and after the game A lot of play, Rangers players you know Have talked the talk And you remember Fashion Sakala Before the, the League Cup final um, We've heard Jack, James Tavernier say a lot Oh you'll see the real Rangers in such and such a game um, I think Todd Cantwell Was a bit naive With his Post-match mm. Social media comments So What Michael Beale Needs to do Is Focus his players On what is undoubtedly Their biggest game Of the season Because If Rangers Don't retain The Scottish Cup Then it's a season of failure uh, Thanks to John What about Chris and Govan Take it away Chris What's your thoughts tonight? <laughs> I, I, was, I was at the game on uh, Saturday So I didn't obviously see the Morelos one straight away From where my, my angle is But what it was I, I watched it back and saw the replay So there, there is a push on Alistair Johnston Regardless of how soft it was So If it had been at the other end Tavernier on Kyogo Would right, right, I would understand Celtic fans' frustration Would understand Rangers, Rangers fans' frustrations For Saturday Do you think it's one of those If it benefits your team i.e. a Rangers goal, a Celtic goal or a free kick the other way, then it's fine, it's a foul or a goal, whatever whatever view you have. Mm-hmm. But also, when the ball came in, Kevin Clancy blew straight away for a, for a free kick to Celtic. It then went to the VAR, because obviously the wee announcer fella goes uh, checking no goal for a foul, and then the VAR concurred with Kevin Clancy. So, VAR also agreed with the ref. So, it's not one of those, oh, it's a definite goal, it's no foul. No, the, the VAR that everybody wanted in Scottish football has also agreed with the referee. Uh, so the, I, I, yeah, I just quickly, just quickly. The, the language is, is important, and I know people think I'm splitting hairs on this. It's not so much that the VAR agrees with Kevin Clancy, it's that the VAR doesn't think it's a clear and obvious error. I know why some people think that's the same thing, but there probably is a sort of subtle difference. Yeah, yeah there definitely is. And listen, cards on the table now. I thought it was a goal. You think wrong decision Kevin I think Clancy. wrong decision But I I can't come on and slate Kevin Clancy Because seven days ago in this show Gordon You and I had a debate about VAR And I said Part <laughs> yeah. of the thing that annoyed me about VAR was Referees weren't making decisions You know they were, they were just completely abdicating yeah. all responsibility And leaving it to the guy in the truck mm-hmm. So this week Kevin Clancy has showed the courage of his convictions He's made a decision So I can't criticise him I think it's the wrong decision yeah. But referees have been making wrong decisions for 150 years But 
And do you accept it's not um, wrong enough for Nick Walsh and VAR to, yeah, to call them over? They're not going to overturn it. it was actually, because there is a push, you know, whether you think yeah, it's a foul uh, or not. Listen, I got a message from, from a former referee yesterday who, oddly enough, was saying if he'd been in charge, he'd have given the goal and then. Mm. He might get sent to the, the screen And what, what that does by giving the goal is It buys him a wee bit more time Which, which, which then, has to be fundamentally wrong As you've said We, we, we a, need to be honest per, about this hundred percent All season we've said don't do that A hundred percent So you know I, I want referees to be confident And to make decisions You know from time to time They're going to make a wrong decision For me that was a wrong decision uh, Kenny wrong yeah, decision I, I, think, I think it was And I would have to say that where Rangers can maybe feel even more aggrieved that the that the goal was chopped off, is if that's enough for a foul to give a foul, is the pulling and the pushing and the, and the mm. sharp pulling is that no more than the actual nudge? I'll call it no push. I'll call it a nudge uh, at the back of Alistair Johnson. One thing's clear: Alistair Johnson was in all kinds of trouble dealing with that ball coming in. He had, he'd found himself in a, in a in a wrestling match with Alfredo. He, he got himself all twisted up, facing the wrong direction, and I think that the, the, the nudge. Made his mind up for him exactly what was mm. going to be happening. So I do think it was the wrong decision, but I agree with what you're saying. Vars no there to referee the game. It's there to clear up howlers yeah. or clear so, so, and obvious so, errors. So to sum up from both so from both of you, wrong decision, but not a howler, not a clear and obvious error, and one that unfortunately on this occasion Rangers need to take on on the chin. Is that I th- am I, th- I putting I th- words in your mouth? I or? think so. I'll give you another reason why I'm saying I think it's the wrong decision. We've spoken about how well Curtis Main played at Tynecastle at the weekend. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Scored a terrific goal that Kenny spoke about. But he shoved Kai Rolls out of the way to slam the ball past Ross Stewart. Now, goals given, like you know, all goals are checked by VAR and the officials were quite happy with that level of contact. It's a contact sport. And I just felt that there was contact between Johnson and Morelos it was six of one, half a dozen of the other. Ball ends up in the net. For me, it was a goal. But as we say, you know, Kevin Clancy's there to, to, to make decisions. He's decided it wasn't. So, I mean, cards on the table, Chris. Honestly, you, you sort of flirted with this idea. Are, are you furious if a Celtic goal gets ruled out for that? I think I would have been. Yeah, I mean, it was. That's what. That's, that that was my main point. I, I can see the frustrations from Rangers fans, but again, it's one of those. Um, as I say, I know Kenny's obviously a, a former Rangers player. I think if it had been at the other end, Tavernier on Kyogo and the goal had been given, I think Kenny would be a wee bit frustrated as well. And it's just, and it, that's not that's not from a pundit standpoint, that's from a fan's perspective. But as I say, when I saw it, I'll, I'll be brutally honest, when I saw the goal at first, I actually thought bad defender from Johnston. Because I didn't actually see from my angle the push. But then obviously when you do review it, you see the push And there is a hand in the back There's no denying that But again it's, it's the frustration side of it I can see both sides If it benefits you Then it's whatever side you're on If it goes against you It's whatever side you're on I've got a funny feeling Some people will disagree with Chris Which is absolutely fine That's what we're here for And if you want to do that Now would be the time 01419511025 You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna are here The phone lines and Twitter are ticking along nicely There was me naively thinking You would all be thrown out of your routines today Because you're off work or whatever But uh, looks like a few of you have got some things to get off your chest After the weekend So let's bring in Kenny on the line Kenny, what are your thoughts tonight? 
Hello, thanks for uh, having my call. Um, I couldn't agree more with Kenny Miller, uh, what Kenny was saying. The big um, difference was if, if we make a mistake, Celtic seem to absolutely jump over it. And if they make a mistake, we don't seem to take the advantage of it the way we should do. Um, the game swung on quite a few, well, two or three different things. Um, totally think it was a penalty, yeah. Uh, sorry, a goal. And if it wasn't a goal, Morales um, I'm talking about here, it was a penalty. Because his shot was getting pulled, right? So his shot was getting pulled first, right? He, to me, was trying to get the guy off him. And so it was either a goal or a penalty. Were they not was, sort of at least both holding each other at the start, Kenny? Is, would, it, would it really have been enough for a penalty, that? Yeah, I definitely. Well, I've seen Morales get a penalty for a shot pull earlier this season, and it wasn't as blatant mm. as that one, right? Are you talking um, about Livingston? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think Is that that's the same, Roger, because you were there. I was I, I, immediately when I saw James Penrice, I thought penalty. Yeah, that, that was different. He, was he, a different he, you know, wasn't he was it? pulling the shirt down. I just thought it was it was two guys competing for a ball. You, you see it at corners every time. Mm-hmm. I think, um, That's what, and that annoys people, well, uh, well, you know, players and fans but, and managers, doesn't it? I think it was at Dermot Gunn. There's been so many referees, or former referees, reacting to this in the last forty eight hours. I can't remember. I think it was Dermot Gallagher in Sky Sports was saying, if you penalise that. You'll be penalising yeah. 27 times think, in the course of a game I think what they generally try and do, Kenny It's, it's not, not me, but I think what they sort of try and do Certainly, that's my understanding Is that there's a, there's a, there's a level of acceptance That there's going to be contact in the box There's even a level of acceptance That there's going to be some sort of holding and pulling in the box So they try and crack down, first of all On the ones that stop people getting the ball You know, Do you know what I mean? Like really impact if, if you and I are just next to each other And I'm kind of holding you and you're kind of holding me Probably still get away with them But if you try and run away from me um, uh, Carl Starfell on Kevin Nisbet Maybe no Hibbs Paul Hanlon A couple of weeks ago Where you were You know yeah. One player's trying to run away From the other yeah. And the, the, the shots yeah. pulled those, those are the sort well, of ones That will uh, get It's actually the same as Penrice Because Morelos is yeah. going to try and, Listen I don't think He would have won the ball In that instance anyway But he was going towards the ball And he's getting pulled back for it. So uh, yeah I think they're wrestling they're waiting for the ball to come in. The ball's not actually even really anywhere near them as yet, but they're wrestling and they're jostling for position. So you don't think Morelos is getting a penalty for that? You, might, you think the goal should have stood, yeah. but you don't think he's getting I, a penalty for I don't think, it. because he's also pulling Johnson. You know, they're, they're, they're in a race. Mm. You can see the two of them, both arms are on each other trying to jostle for position. Uh, and then when it comes to the crunch, obviously Alfredo seemed to get the better of him. He was in a bad position. He gets his foot in the ball, goal, and then mm. obviously it's getting done for the little push. Uh, right Kenny We agree to disagree on that you, you did talk about The sort of performance as well So do you You know Is it all down to this Refereeing moment How much emphasis Are you putting there How much Frustration is there At things that your team Got wrong I think it did uh, Have effect on the game Right But no There's no way about it There's no two doubts about it We shot ourselves In the foot big time Didn't we I mean um, Davis is trying to keep The ball in From going out for the corner kick And manages to give it To the Celtic player Who passes it And Kyogo puts it in, yeah. Um, and then so, um, Slack back pass, who first game back, really first start for a while, I thought he played okay. Apart from that, but Alan McGregor's got to take part of the blame there as well. He was so slow to react to that. And I mean, um, that, you know, it was 50 50 there. But um, yeah, they definitely, you know, gave. The emphasis to to Celtic. If I, I mean the people, the boy was on earlier on tonight, and he was saying that you know there's still a great gap between the teams. Well, I'm afraid if I hadn't been for that goal getting dropped off, 
and Rangers too bad to sign. It could be three one to Rangers. Um, so he's talking about getting doings and stuff like that. But you know. That could easily be Nicky's score. Mm. So, to be fair though, Kenny, the guys were saying earlier, is there not a bit of um, is there not a bit of truth in the fact that you know Celtic actually did make mistakes at the back and do make mistakes at the back, but but Rangers attacking players aren't able to to punish them. You know, is it enough to just kind of shrug shoulders and say, oh, you know, if it wasn't for two mistakes, then then we win the game? But maybe not because at some point you need to make sure that you're attacking players punish opposition mistakes better than than the other way around. That's exactly the, the point I made at the start of my call. Um, I, say, I totally agree with Kenny, um, Kenny Miller, um, as in Celtic punish every mistake we make and we don't punish any mistakes. I mean, when we get through a couple of times, I bad decisions, 100% agree with you, so that's what I'm saying. We, we we don't seem to be able to have the killer instinct that they've got. I mean, the... the and what, and what, what is that, Kenny? What is that? Is that is that just personnel... Needing better players Is it the current players Just need to up Their performance levels That you believe They've already got in them somewhere How do you fix that? Our team at the weekend Right I didn't I mean I thought Ryan Jack played well I thought Raskin was very very good He covered every blade of grass um, Morellis was a wee bit more Like his usual self But still But Ryan Kent Just didn't do nothing For me Right um, I don't know what is with him. Um, the last couple of games against Celtic, I thought he's been okay, but the other day he, was, he didn't turn up. Tillman, it's all right, you know, like last week, two goals, great, but in the big games against Celtic, that he doesn't seem to be able to cut the mustard. I don't know what the problem is there, but other than that, you know. I was disappointed with Tillman I was disappointed with Ryan Kent Especially I thought he was horrendous What do you make of that Kenny? Because you know There has been A level of praise for From Rangers fans For what they did And seeing Signs of improvement Signs of encouragement But yet Kenny's assessment here on the line He can barely bring himself to praise Any of Rangers attacking players So Because I, I think this down, That's because It's probably where they fell down At the weekend You know like Yeah I think Suter and Davies Were doing okay In the game You know they were I don't think they were can under too much pressure. They don't, but they made two crucial mistakes. The attacking players, when you go through it now, so again, to half can I agree with what Kenny's saying? At the start of the second half, Rangers came out and they were they were on the they were in the ascendancy. Morelos should score when there's the mix up. So the mistake, so Celtic now make a mistake. I think Johnston heads it off Carter Vickers. It drops perfectly for Morelos. Pulls it, pulls his shot. Doesn't get the contact he would want. You then have the header that is very unfortunate that hits Ryan Jack probably a yard away for the goal line and then Todd Cantwell has an opportunity, a half chance where it kind of falls on the angle about 14 yards out, drills it down low past the near post. They're good and this these games, they're big moments, particularly the Morelos one, uh, the very first chance of that where uh, Johnston heads off Carter Vickers. If you take that, it can, it can change momentum. Goals change games. I know it's cliche, but they do. They can change momentum. They affect teams in a different way. And my thing for, for Rangers going into this game is, is could they get their noses in front? Could they get the... We, we talked about Friday night. What would happen if Rangers get their, their, their noses in front with the crowd, and or sorry, no Rangers fans and 60,000 Celtic fans? And they had opportunities to do it. They just never took their chances. And then when they make the mistakes at their end, Kyogo Ruthless, Jota... 
really really hard working and ruthless when he gets the chance and at 3-1 it was always going to be a long way back so I just think the reason he's toiling to praise these players is because in that area of the pitch and that's not even talking about the two opportunities I said at the start when Kent robs a ball early because Rangers press was excellent uh, it's just they, they just never had that killer instinct you need to be decisive you need to go through and you need to make good decisions and have an end product and that was something that was missing probably from a, a few of the scenarios when Rangers did attack I think Rangers fans Kenny are divided in this you know in the last year or 14 months they've seen Rangers go to Celtic Park and be dismantled 3-0 and 4-0 this time it wasn't like that they've gone and scored a couple of goals they're a free kick at the end that I, I still think the wrong man took absolutely they, you know they might have got a point had Morelos's goal stood they might have got a point but I still think there, there's a lot of questions as Kenny touched on it there you know you, you don't pay £5 million for Malik Tillman to score twice against Indy United you pay £5 million for a player that's going to impact the biggest game in the Scottish football calendar Kent and Morelos have been terrific players for Rangers over a period of time one of them is a top European scorer of all time cost a million quid and scored about what 120, 130 goals for Rangers the other one was instrumental in leading Rangers to a European final and leading Rangers to their title a couple of years ago. Um, but at the minute, the Rangers fans are divided as to whether you would deal in Ryan Kent again, whether you would deal in Alfredo Morelos again, and whether or not you would fork out the £5 million for Malik Tillman. Thank you, Kenny. Let's bring in Thomas and see what he's thinking. Thomas? Uh, how are you doing? Good, uh, well, you. first of all, when we got this VAR, we were told you know, it was to help the referees and everything else. Mm-hmm. He clearly got it wrong. See, I know Kenny's been a wee bit diplomatic tonight saying harsh. I prefer the way Boyd and McCoy. I know they're ex-Rangers players, but they were spot on. It was embarrassing. This is supposed to be the biggest, one of the biggest games in the world, right? Supposedly, right? And yet, no even 10 seconds on that decision. And yet, you've got decisions done in England that take four minutes and stuff like that. It was clearly wrong. No, I'm actually saying now, if I was in today with Rangers, and I would have a word with Morelis and say, I know he's always wanting to be stronger than the other guy. And he's hardly touched the boy. How come that boy is but similar build and he's through Seldon? So Morelis, when he's getting tugged with a shot first, he should just be saying, "No, right, throw yourself down and go for a penalty." Because that's what it's like. That was that. That was the situation. That that boy could. There's not enough to shove that boy that to make him go down like that. But Thomas, just quickly, right, I, I want us to not be hypocritical, right? Which I think so impossible almost in Glasgow footballing landscape. But when did four-minute VAR checks become desirable? All you lot have done is call me all season and talk about how bad that is. But now you want it to be four minutes long. No, I don't want it to be four minutes. But what I'm saying is there's been decisions in England and, and they're, they're not even as contentious. They're, they're not as bad as that. Mm, I must admit, I, 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 the one my bugbear no. at the moment is holding England up to be some sort of... Po- Did you see Brighton Tottenham yeah, at the weekend? And, right? So and, let, let's, let's forget got, this Brighton idea. Brighton have actually got another apology. Exactly. From so so the, let's, let's you know, forget the this idea. That is a way worse decision, right. but let, that's what, for another What we day. need to do, Gordon, is follow the ball, right? Now, Connor comes in, bit of wrestling, Morelos heads it into the net. Kevin Clancy disallows the goal. Rightly or wrongly, I think wrongly. So what then happens? VAR have a look at it. Is it a clear and obvious error? Well, listen, if if Kevin Clancy doesn't think it's a goal, we would call us on the show, don't think it's a goal. I listened to the show on Saturday. Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale didn't mm. think it was a goal. So uh, it's a subjective decision. You're always going to have these decisions where one guy would say it's yes, one guy would say it's no. 
Um, I think Kevin Clancy's got it wrong. But as I said earlier on, refs have made mistakes mm. for 150 years. With or without VAR, they'll make them for the next 150. And, and that is the problem, isn't it, Thomas? I've been frustrated at this as a football fan many times, so I, I, I get it. But you did say yourself, you know, there's not that much contact on Alistair Johnson. There's not enough for him to go down the way he did. But the fact that there's contact surely means that it's not clear and obvious and therefore you're not getting your VAR intervention. So by all means, phone this show, tell me that Kevin Clancy got it wrong, tell me that it was a, a terrible decision, fine, that's your opinion, but the the, 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 require, the the request for VAR to get involved in an incident like this, it's just not going to happen, is it? No, 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 it should actually be away. But what I'm saying is, if that boy shoved me like that, I'll not go doing like that. No, I mean, I'm not, I would not, listen, I know Rangers deficiencies, and it was all there for everybody to see again. You know, we've got a right back as our main goal for it. There's a guy who's on the, who's on the, the Sky Sports, McCoy. If McCoy was playing in this standard of league now, he'd be on about 40, 50 goals. Kenny would probably back me up and that. McCoy would be scoring about 50 goals a season now because, because of the way that the, 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 the league is now. But what I'm saying is, with no range of deficiencies, and the, the, obviously the, the defensive mistakes and the, the forward line and Kent and stuff like that, they need to sort it all out and then it will be, it will get better. You know, it has getting better, it will get better. But is this, so that's the football side of things. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think ninety nine percent of people said it was a wrong decision. That's all. I, I just. I just don't see the point of that. Actually, you know what I mean, don't see the point yet. I think lots of people are starting to feel like that. I must admit, Mister RFK, the callers need to stop crying over VAR if they want to see proper VAR mistakes. Watch Brentford and Newcastle and Brighton at the weekend. Those are worse. Celtic weren't at their best. Beat Rangers. Um, I mean, I suppose just because there are other bad decisions, it doesn't necessarily make you feel any better. But I do get the logic because um, you two have described it. What did you describe it as? So a mistake, but not a clear and obvious one. And then we're just stuck in that horrible VAR middle ground that I think clear and obvious was the worst, one of the worst phrases to be introduced into football. Because you do think, what does it, what does it mean, really? Yeah, yeah. And What's it, clear and obvious to you isn't to me and to Kenny and so on, or, or, or to Kevin Clancy, or to a VAR. You know, you've you've seen. Less high-profile decisions like this We could have the same argument about You know, a referee thinks something has happened The mm. VAR thinks something else hasn't happened You imagine though How Harry Kane would have reacted if Alfredo had shoved him like that <laughs> He'd still be rolling about the six-yard box Thank you to Thomas So 1419511025 It's a good time to call You could be up next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141-951-1025 And you can tweet us at Clyde SSB Lots of talk about the Morelos disallowed goal We have talked quite a lot of football though I must admit I'm, I'm encouraged by some of the discussion about performance levels and players and all that sort of stuff um, Let's hear Michael Beale's thoughts on that incident that many of you have been on about yeah, look, Kevin sees it there and then. So the referee on the pitch, he's got to see what he gives. They are very fussy around that. I asked if it was for a foul on Joe Hart or it was a foul by Alfredo. They said it was a foul by Alfredo. So that's what I'm disappointed with. The guys that are in the studio outside, they're seeing it and they're replaying it. All I would ask is, when everyone watches it back, is if you look at the number on the back of Alfredo's shirt, who's pulling who? And so if they're both holding, one's trying to play the ball, one I don't think is trying to play the ball, he's trying to stop Alfredo. If you look again at the, the chance Alfredo has at the start of the second half where he heads it against Ryan Jack, watch Johnson in the same moment. So, OK, look, we lose the game, but, and I, but I think that's a bit of feedback for them because it was a big decision in the... Um, Michael Beale and James Tavernier, in fact, Roger and Kenny, they were also angry 
um, feeling that Celtic's was it the second goal uh, should have been ruled out for a handball by Jota. Um, no, um, as you eloquently put it in the show on Saturday afternoon, it hit a, an area of his body that wasn't his hand. Okay, I think that uh, I see where you're going, Kenny. That's when D- Davies heads it down yeah, yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. heading out the pitch. Yeah, yeah well, I think yeah, I've seen a still picture of it, and mm. he's, even his his arms are really in close mm. to his body. Again, had it hit his hand and it led to the goal. I think that would have meant it's directly affected the goal, but clearly it's not his uh, hand. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because Jota doesn't score the goal. Yeah, um, is it the still no yeah. count? No, because it's literally anyway, within it, a split second. It's in the back. I of don't the think net. it hit his hand anyway. No, it didn't. No, no, exactly. 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 We're yeah. sort of. We're, it's we're a moot point. We're getting distracted. Surprised. One, one thing I've also you mentioned his name. Now we haven't really touched upon it yet. Kenny gave him goal of the weekend. A hundred goals now for James Tavardy, and it's sort of overshadowed because Rangers lost the game. Um, that's quite a haul for any player. It's an incredible haul for a fullback, even one who takes the penalty kick. Interesting, actually, because I'm I'm going to go and listen back. I don't think there'll be any previous Celtic victories over Rangers where James Tavernier doesn't get blamed. Do you know what I mean? There's always something in there about his leadership or some of his defending or whatever. But th- this might be the first time where he sort of comes through unscathed, Kenny, in the eyes of some fans. Because he stepped up again, Gordon, and 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 a big moment. I mean. Uh, I mean I thought Rangers were decent in the first half They, they fall 1-0 uh, down But in that moment right before half time He's the one that delivers I mean his technique I mean that's an absolutely outstanding free kick Had that been a Kevin De Bruyne that's putting that in there We'd be talking about it for weeks, months And like it's just that the technique And over and over again that he stands up and does it And Roger's right 100 goals forget the mm-hmm. fact that he takes penalties Even if he takes his what is it 48 penalties Or whatever it is out there Still to have 50 odd goals in a Rangers jersey for fullback would be an incredible number. Let's bring in Donald, who's on the line. How are you, Donald? Yeah, I'm good, thanks tonight. Yeah, Donald, Fisco Bride. Good to have you. What's your point tonight? Yeah, well, I we, we, can I get to I was listening to what Kenny was saying there, you know, about Rangers doing well in the first half. Um, but Rangers went to Celtic Park, no fans, and for the better team on Saturday. No, I know it's a result. It's a it's a goal scoring business, and we we can beat three two. So I think ending the nose football would say Rangers were a better team, um, and well, instances cost us. Um, it's all about football. Um, but uh, my point really Just on that Donald Let me test the guys Because it's quite a statement Andy that knows about football Knows Rangers were the, the better team I think Roger I, I, I didn't think they were the better team um, They played considerable you, you just don't know about football then You've, they, just, you've just made your own bed uh, no point, At Donald. no point did I say I knew about football <laughs> Gordon You asked me a question that, <laughs> Listen I, Celtic scored three goals They won the game they have won the championship. What I will say, and went to, Donald, you can react to this. Um, of the three derbies that were left in the season, I don't think you know Rangers were too bothered about that one compared to the next one. The next one is where all of Rangers' season lies. Even before the game at the weekend, I would have said that. If Rangers lose the game, hold your respect to Falkirk and Inverness. If Rangers lose the semi-final, Celtic will win the treble. Rangers will be left with nothing. And after a season when Rangers win the Scottish Cup and reach the European final, that is quite a bit of regression. So, for me, all of Rangers' eggs are in the basket of this Scottish Cup semi-final. What's next, Donald? What what more do Rangers need then? Are there players there that are not stepping up? Or is it is it all just... 
about you know a, a mistake here from a defender, a mistake here from a ref, or, or, or is there things that Rangers need to brush up on? Now that we've been beaten Saturday there, semi-final is the biggest game, but my dad, before the game was, ball was kicked on Saturday, the biggest game was Saturday. You know, league for me is Everton Cups. I'm not really that bothered with to tell you the truth, right, the league's at Everton, right, so the league game on Saturday there, but for me, clinging on to hope the Rangers could call it back, that was the biggest game. Now, yes, I understand that, it becomes a big game because Stoughton Celtic winning the, the treble, um, becomes bigger, but for me, Saturday's game, out of the three games before the ball was kicked, Saturday's game was the biggest game. And what were the, no, you're shaking your head, Roger, you're not having it. No, not at all. Rangers could have won the last two league games of the season and it would have meant absolutely nothing whatsoever. The, the, the Cup is the one mm. they will, A, want to successfully defend the Scottish Cup because it, they, they take a long time to win it back and B, by doing so, they'll be denying Celtic a domestic treble and C, by doing so, they'll be showing Rangers fans and themselves that they're capable of beating this Celtic team it's a long time since Rangers have won an old firm derby. The only time they've beaten an Ange Postecoglou side was way back at the start of last season, Phil Hollander with that header at Ibrox. I think the Rangers fans and the Rangers players need a result in the semi-final, A, to get to the final, B, to deny Celtic a treble, and C, to convince themselves that at the start mm. of next season... They can go off on a level footing with Celtic. Uh, thank you to Donald on 01419511025. Uh, I don't want the first hour to pass, Roger, before we, we delve a bit deeper into a, a, a more serious and worrying headline that's come out. Because actually, the, the reaction on the phone lines has been, it's been pretty jovial. The spirit's been fine. We know that there are elements of this fixture, though, that can certainly cross that line by a significant distance. And uh, the Scottish FA have actually issued a statement this evening, one of, I think you alluded to it in your headlines. Um, about a significant volume of threatening and abusive messages sent to ward referee Kevin Clancy and his family uh, after the game. His personal and professional contact details were posted on social media over the weekend. That matter has been referred to Police Scotland after what they call a series of unacceptable messages emailed and to the phone. Um, I mean, I have to be completely honest here that the best debates for us on this show are the ones that you can sort of show both sides. And what do you think about that side of it? Oh, no, but what about this? There is no debate here, Roger Hanna. That is open and shut, unacceptable. You know, what, what more can you say to condemn that? That is beyond yeah. unacceptable. A line has been crossed, Gordon. When you see the quotes from the SFA Chief Executive Ian Maxwell, he has described some of the messages as potentially criminal in nature. Um, Police Scotland are looking into it um, I believe um, Twitter security teams have already Removed some of the messages From their social media Platform because they were unacceptable To them And I think off the back Of a game of football Remember on Saturday afternoon Some people have crossed A line and I don't think we've heard the end of this from a, a Police Scotland perspective how disappointing is that? Because we will, we know the fixture got an ugly side. Obviously, it's been well documented for more years than I care to to remember. Um, but on the pitch, we were talking about one of the sort of modern classics, you know, 
um, and for any yeah, neutrals out there that did watch and, it, it was brilliant. And, and listen, it was, it was quite nice when you when you eventually let Fraser wish it away from Celtic Park on Saturday afternoon. He was almost thanking you, Gordon, for sending him to the game. He'd enjoyed it so much. This is a former Rangers player who has played in old firm fixtures back in the day who had seen Rangers lose to Celtic in a five-goal thriller. And he was saying, what a good advert it had been for a game. What a good game of football it was. It showcased everything good in the Scottish Premiership. It showed that, you know, Celtic won the game, but there wasn't a big gap between the two sides as there had been in some of the the more recent games at Celtic Park. And he was actually, you know, you could tell the joy at how much he had taken from that game of football. And that's what people should mm. take away from football. And, I mean, let, let's be honest, Roger, right? But it doesn't matter if it's an absolute howler, the worst decision you've ever seen, it still wouldn't it still wouldn't be acceptable. It still wouldn't even be close to acceptable for that type of overreaction. No, but there's a, there is a slight added level of madness here where you two have both for the last hour said, "Yeah, I think it was a mistake," but mm, yeah, you know, I can kind of see. So we're we're, we're talking ma- marginal decisions here. What, what the, to react to marginal decisions in that way? And of course, it will be a minority of people, but uh, that can't go on, surely. No, it definitely cannot go on. And I, I think you know, we're here on the Monday. It's a bank holiday Monday A lot of places close on bank holiday Mondays um, In my many years in the building In the business I should say I have tried to get statements from the SFA And bank holidays And it's like trying to get blood from a stone So you can tell when the Not just the SFA But the chief executive of the SFA Is issuing statements on a bank holiday afternoon Condemning these threats These abusive messages These social media posts When he is alerting Police Scotland to this And bringing them in, them in um, You know it has gone way beyond What is acceptable um, No referee deserves anything like this No referee's family deserves anything like this And you have to hope that The football authorities And the criminal justice authorities Get on top of this Final words from you, Kenny, before we move on to the news, which I'm already late for, but it's no, important stuff. Again, it's just echoing everything Roger says. Unacceptable behaviour. We've had a, a brilliant game of football with, with two really, really good teams. It's been great for the first be- best part of to talk about it. Like I said, I always rather focus mm. on that because this types of things, whether it's good, right, wrong, or whatever it is, it's unacceptable. Uh, right, we're a bit late for the news, but let's do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Wasn't the only 3 2 over the weekend, was it? Because last week we had a 3 2 victory for the listeners, was it, Kenny? Who lost on Friday? Hugh Keevans? No, Hugh won Oh, did he? So he won won it for the week Oh, how dare I He'll be listening He'll be furious Uh, A 3-2 victory for the listeners On Beat the Pundit last week It's 01419511025 If you want to take part tonight So get in touch before 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. One of those nights we probably could extend the show to midnight, but these two have got some Easter eggs to go and polish off. So you've got another hour to get your calls. And if you're just joining us, lots and lots of reaction. These phone lines are red hot after Saturday's game between Celtic and Rangers. 
uh, a lot about the actual football match in terms of this gap and how big it is and what it means for the title race and what more Rangers need to do. Lots of debate and discussion about Alfredo Morelos's goal that did not stand and some other talking points in there as well. So if you want to agree or disagree with what you've already heard, now's the time to pick up the phone. And if you want to move it on entirely, you can do that as well. Maybe there's something out there from the game we've not mentioned. We'll put us in our place. That's what we're here for. And you Hearts fans, you're not off the hook either. Managerial change with seven games to go. Is it the right decision to bin Robbie Nielsen? Is it the right decision or not? Let us know. 01419511025 and we'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right. Let's do it Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller is Kicking off the week On Beat the Pundit A narrow victory For the Pundits On last week's 3-2 Mark and Uddingston Can you end that Tonight? Of course Of, of course. course Right I must admit I'm a, I'm a bit You know I get a little bit Of information about the callers Not usually much It's kind of like Name, team they support Where they're from It usually ends there Mark says Mark Rangers Uddingston Makes Kenny's pizzas Apparently What does that mean? He must, uh, he must work in Angels then, is it? Of course, Kenny. How are you? Not bad, thanks. Not, not had bad. one I'm of these specials for a while now. <laughs> what's, his, uh, what's his topping of choice? Uh, oh, it's, it's the wife's actually, come on now. Sweet corn and jalapenos. That's the one. <laughs> it's the wife. It's, it's delicious, to be honest. No, 100% right, is, okay. I'm a bit worried about how this goes though, because it, if you beat him embarrassingly, then it's not just sweet corn yeah. and jalapenos going on the next one. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, Mark, make, sure you, make sure you wash your hands no matter what happens tonight, will you? <laughs> of course. Good man. Right, let's toss the coin and we'll see if it's uh, the Pizza Brothers getting back together. Strange turn this show's just taking Roger Hanna. You'll be no stranger to a pizza yourself. And no, that's, that's no, no that, judgment. I, I think that's fair to say. Shape. I just know you, you like your grub. Uh-huh. We all do. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm not going all Gordon Diel on you. I'd never <laughs> insult you the way he does. In fact, Easter Sunday, I saw this man out with a with sportswear on. Right, you know that way you used to see your teacher or something in in like the supermarket, and it's like, whoa, what's this? Like, so out of context, I saw Roger Hanna with sportswear on out walking yesterday. Threw me off for the rest of the night. Must have overindulged on the Easter yeah, egg. A wee fitness, <laughs> wee fitness kick, is it? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, heads. It's Roger Hanna. Tails. It's Kenny Miller. And it's the sportswear man himself. Oh. It's Mark All against the best, Mark. Roger. Mark. <laughs> right, so what we'll do here is give Roger some greatest hits radio to well listen done. to. Yeah, I'm learning. Uh, we'll turn it up nice and loud. Mark, you've got 30 seconds. Answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know the answer, okay? Yep, no problem. Right, let's go. 30 seconds and your time starts now. Who was Celtic's top league scorer last season? Gio Marcus. Which country does Fashion Sakala play as international football for? Zambi- Zambia. Who was the manager of Hearts before Robbie Nielsen? Pass. Who's got more English Premier League appearances this season, Shea Adams or Scott McTominay? Scott McTominay. What's the name of Wraith Rovers Stadium? Pass. Who's St Mirren's top scorer in the league this season? Pass. Who's got more Croatian goals, Borna Barisic or Josip Juranovic for the national team? Okay, let's bring back Roger Can you hear us? Yes Good, same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock You start on minus one And your time starts now Who was Celtic's top league scorer last season? Jekamakis Which country does Fashion Sakala play as international football for? Zambia Who was the manager of Hearts before Robbie Nielsen? 
Daniel Stendel. Who's got more English Premier League appearances this season, Shea Adams or Scott McTominay? Uh, Adams. What's the name of Wraith Rovers Stadium? Starks Park. Who's St Mirren's top league scorer this season? Curtis Main. Who's got more goals for Croatia, Borna Barisic or Josip Juranovic? Juranovic. And name either English Premier League team who've sacked two managers this season. Southampton. Okay. Mark. How did it go? Oh, I think he's beat me oh. Nicked it <laughs> Sneaked it Just a bad refereeing decision Or a mistake at the back um, Jack and Marcus You both got it So Mark stays one in front Thanks to Rogers Minus one You both got Zambia Mark stays one in front Daniel Stendel, Remember him So Roger equalises Now 50-50 on the next one Shea Adams Or Scott McTominay it's Shea Adams, Mark You know it's bad when the 50-50s yep. are going against you He goes one in front The Wraith Rovers Stadium Not yet called the Gordon DL Arena Maybe, Only a matter some, of maybe time. at some point It's Starks Park Two up for Roger But he is human Mark O'Hara has more league goals Oh does he? Than Penalty yeah. Yeah. Uh, And Borna Barisic has one goal for Croatia And Juranovic has none Right okay. So there's a bit of a Is there a comeback on here? No, not quite um, Because Southampton have sacked two managers as well So a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 for Roger Minus he's won It was a 5-3 for the Hanuman Hard lines, Mark? No, I'm happy with that At least it wasn't a zero Phone Ex- back tomorrow, right? Mark You'll get Dale and Wilson Two for Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> Are you on the pizzas tonight, Mark? No, I'm, no, I'm not I'm not I've got to be a night off Good way I've spend. worked hard over Easter weekend Good way to spend your night off, isn't it? Absolutely Yeah, absolutely Call and beat the pundit Enjoy Tell yourself, you Mark could you go a pizza now After oh, all this chat oh. I'm starving I'm absolutely starving yeah. Honestly uh, 01419511025 Is Twitter as well At Clyde SSB So get all your thoughts in Please We're carrying on uh, With looking back on Saturday Let's do it with Callum Who's an East Bride What are your thoughts on it Callum? Hey Mike there How are you all doing? You all yep. good? Good good thank you How are you? I, I'm I'm even more ecstatic that um, that's uh, the league done. It's finished. Um, if Rangers won, it was already done. It was finished. There was uh, there's this myth been going about recently that Rangers were the better side. Kenny says that the gap's not that big. Well, Kenny, the gap's as big as 12 points in 29 goals. That's how big the gap is. It's it's not close. Celtic haven't lost nearly two years and 90 minutes to Rangers. Um, Rangers had three shots in target at the weekend. Celtic had seven. I mean, out of the two goals, I've seen a stat. Rangers haven't scored uh, against Celtic. I think they've scored five goals this season. And I believe three are from set pieces and two are from open play. Um, I think Celtic have scored, I can't remember exactly the number it was, maybe 11 or 13. And they've scored every single one from open play. So it tells you the, the contrast between the two teams. And I actually feel sorry for Kevin Clancy. And I was at the game. And it's amazing how you can see the game through the certain team that you support. Because I was going away for the game Going he had an absolute stinker Against Celtic But then Rangers fans are going to think The exact same on their side So it's a very very tough job But if you cast your mind back People are saying that Kevin Clancy should have let the goal go in And yeah it's soft It is soft Because if it was the other way about I'd be shouting for that to stand Of course I would But the fact is He put his hands on um, Johnson And Johnson feels it And he's very clever We see the Italians and the Spanish Do this in Europe Constantly and it happens to us So you've got to learn Because if you don't learn You'll be left behind But there's so many There's so many points gone I can think of this season Where Rangers have been Let off in one as well I look back to Ben Davis He actually elbows Kyogo In the face um, He changes his course When he's running And sees Kyogo And sticks his elbow out 
Jozo Simonovic got sent off for the exact same thing against Morelos um, at Ibrooks. Uh, I can remember that, and his arm wasn't extended as much. I can remember three or four different ones where this season with VAR, players haven't been sent off. So it's a little bit, it kind of annoys me as a fan that Rangers are writing letters to the SFA. It's almost spitting your dummy out because you can't accept that you've lost the league to Celtic again. And that's what it kind of is. And Rangers just need to take their medicine. That's the best thing they can do. Should Ben Davies have been punished for an elbow in the face of Kyogo? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that's a wee bit OTT. Um, Callum started off really well. Um, and a lot of the footballing stats he was discussing were absolutely correct. I said it myself just a few minutes ago. This Rangers team need to show to themselves that they're capable of beating this Celtic team because they haven't really shown lately. You know, they, they lost at the weekend there. They were 3 1 down. Tavernier gets a goal back. It was tighter than it's been, but Celtic still deserve to win the game. Um, League Cup final, Celtic deserve to win the game. The 2 2 at Ibrox. You know, Celtic started very, very well. Rangers had the vast majority of the game in the middle and then Celtic scored at the end. So, you know, again, Rangers don't win the game. It's a long, long time since Rangers have won one of these games. And I think for Rangers going forward, it's imperative that they can show to themselves that they can win this semi-final because a lot of the stats that Callum was, was rehearsing there mm. are correct. But, you know, I think I think some of the, the refereeing issues at the end of his call, maybe not so much. Ben Davies, an elbow on Kyogo? Nah, not at all. He's, he's stopped Kyogo. But let's be honest, Kyogo's a wonderful player. He does go down easily. There's, that's been something that's been in, in his game since he's been here. He does go down easily. Uh, so no, absolutely no punishment needed for, for, for Ben Davies. I actually would suggest that uh, Callum McGregor dodged a bullet early. He should have been booked for that. He should have been. No, do you not agree, Callum? No, he should have been booked for the Campbell tackle, first tackle. He got away with it because he's Celtic captain, and it was early in the game. That's a that's a counter attacking situation. He should have been booked for. There's no doubt about it. But uh, yeah. I, no. So yeah. So what I would say to that Kenny right is that in these games, the referee has a has a job to do, and in that job, he decides whether he's going to punish people quickly and take none of it, or whether he lets the game breathe. He decided to cut a Vickers sliding into Morelos in the first seven minutes. I'll referee it the way I'm going to ref it. And he, he dishes the card out. He then lets a few cards go. Actually, if you remember Cantwell, he lays one on Taylor on the, outs- on, on the outside in the wing and batters into him. It's a clear as foul, but he doesn't even give it as a foul. And then, yeah, McGregor's, you see that probably in Europe, you're getting booked for that because he is stopping, I don't even want to say a counter-attack, he's in his own box, right? No, it was yeah, in a half-wheeling. Really. I don't think... It's a definite yell to be fair, but I, I, I couldn't moan if he did give him it right. But where I would see the difference with with the elbow one is, I'm sure was it the boy Armstrong from Kilmarnock got sent off for a second yellow from Kevin Clancy against Rangers when he appeared to lift his arm a little bit high onto Barisic and he got a second yellow. Now there is no difference between the instant between Ben Davis and Kyogo. As you actually watch it back, right, Ben Davis knows, he sees him on his right shoulder, he then turns left and he, he charts his run to deliberately stop Kyogo from getting over his shoulder because he's too quick. Now that's a clear foul. What's the difference between that and the commandment one? I find this stuff tough because people are, and I always say this, people are always so convinced that two incidents are identical. So I, I can't convince Callum that the Kilmarnock one is different because he's telling me that they're the same. Yeah, you know what I mean? You I listened up... to the boys in the studio, as I said, it was in the week at Castle, and they actually made the same point that Callum made about Cameron Carter Vickers. There's two ways that referees ref these old firm games. You either 
Let as much go as you can Let the play flow Or You put down a marker earlier on To say this is how I'm going to ref this game And he's booked Carter Vickers And I think that makes Callum McGregor All the more fortunate That he didn't pick up a booking Because you know If Carter Vickers is getting booked Then you would have expected Callum McGregor to be booked That's not to say then Arguing, let, over, arguing over bookings know, is tough though listen, isn't it and got, You're absolutely along, right And who's to say If he was on a yellow card I don't think he would have reacted exactly, later then, on Exactly it changes to, the course It of changes the, the dynamic oh, You know He has reacted to the flashpoint later on In the knowledge that He's not been booked I think had he been booked Callum McGregor Is sensible enough Not to have got himself involved again I mean what happens The scattergun does come out Because for the first time Callum wants to mention Ben Davies Which is fine You know we're here for it I'm not, I'm not saying you're not allowed to do that But there's then incidents That you think I didn't even Didn't even consider that At the time And we did talk I mean I'm getting a lot of tweets here About Celtic fans saying Ah well you're not mentioning this I mean phone me If you think that's the case But you're not mentioning the The O should have had a penalty If it was at John Souter to, Near yeah. the end No it plays the ball in a word. Right okay um, I mean some of them Are getting bizarre I've, I'm getting There was a call I don't think it's made it On air yet That Morelos is offside For James Tavernier's <laughs> free kick I mean it goes straight in And he's nowhere near In front of Joe Hart so No I, I, We can try and have debates About incidents But I think Everyone's got a responsibility To not let it not Let it run away And get Properly yeah, out there. And I think people should Exert a little bit more responsibility Particularly in light with the topic we discussed earlier on About a Police mm. Scotland investigation An SFA investigation Into the rather sinister threats mm. and abuse That's been directed and towards Kevin Clancy On the, the main one, if you like Which is the Morelos I am starting to see at least a bit of a pattern In the language used It'll never cover everyone, I get that But Callum's saying He's a Celtic fan I w- And I would be screaming For it up the other end I, I-, I keep hearing that phrase um, Was it You know you hear from Various ex-refs Don't you I think Dermot Gallagher on Sky Did he say Celtic Got very lucky yeah. I think was his phrase yeah. I think Stuart Dougal Speaking to BBC Said something similar But again pointing out That it's just not clear And obvious So VAR can't yeah. um, Can't get involved there And uh, On and on We go Um I think the reason I'm kind of rounding it off I think we'll need to knock that incident on the head I don't think there's too much more to be to be said on it We'll probably get back to it tomorrow for sure um, And the beauty Gordon is You've only a fortnight to wait to the next instalment Yeah, I mean I guess so And Callum's on at the start there praising um, You know kind of Celtics the, the stats and all that sort of sort of stuff Kenny, is you certainly couldn't argue with the stats could you? No, listen I wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't go over the top and say Celtic were that much better Like the way they had been better So you were, you were talking about These head to heads Because Callum yeah. took issue with you You said It's 12 points It's X amount of goals So there is a big gap Yeah there's a gap In the league table yeah But I'm thinking On the basis of the game On, on Saturday There was uh, It was two good teams Going at it I've said it all along It was a, a good spectacle I actually enjoyed the game It was two good teams I think you've, they're, they're really Really well coached They've got two good managers At the helm and it was a it was a really really good battle. Celtic punished Rangers for a couple of mistakes. They did have they did look more threatening. Again, we've already discussed that Celtic front line might be might be more potent than the than the Rangers front line. Rangers had opportunities, they never took them. I mean, Kyogo Roger, it's almost gone under the radar again with some of the the, the con- controversial debating points that people bring up, but. I think you did mention the stat Is it five goals in his last three games it's Against five goals Rangers. in the last three games And yeah. if on one hand You know we've had Rangers fans criticising uh, Ryan Kent's output in the match Malik Tillman's output in the match Saying Morelos was Was maybe You know better But still not at, at what you would hope I mentioned it on Saturday This season 
Kyogo's got those five against Rangers. I think Jota's got two against Rangers. Abada's got two against Rangers. Maida's got one. So, like, in these big games, that's what you're looking for, isn't it, from your match winners? Oh, 100%. And listen, we did a debate earlier on. We did a debate last Monday prior to the derby. Um, do Rangers pay £5 million for Malik Tillman to score against Indy United? No. If you're going to pay £5 million for anyone, you need to. You're signing him to score goals against Celtic. Just the same way as Celtic are signing their players in the final third, not to score against Ross County or St Johnson. They're bringing players in that they believe will score the goals in the big games to win the big games. And there are no bigger games in Scotland than the old firm game. And in Kyogo, they have found a talisman who, yes, you know, he's got 28 for the season. And a lot are against St Johnson and Ross County at Dundee United. But... He also scores the big goals in the big games And that is what separates him at the minute From the guys who are playing up front for Rangers Do you have reservations about signing Malik Tillman On games like Saturday, Kenny? I 100% agree with Roger I think you're To spend that kind of money I mean again, Michael's talked about the budget It's going to be a healthy one Maybe to not rebuild But definitely refresh that Rangers starting lineup for next year I would imagine that 5 million will be a decent chunk of that budget and if he's if he's still a young boy, you know, so there's still room in for improvement in him. But if you're spending that much money on on one player, it has to affect these games. You know, he has to do it. You know, and, and did he do it? I thought I thought I thought it was all right. But in the, the the big moments when you need someone to produce something, it, it never. It was taken off after an hour. You know, I think at the first one at Celtic mm-hmm. Park, the same was taken off at half time. You know, so that speaks to what Michael was actually thinking he was contributing to the game. So I just think, I just, I just think the jury's out on him. Yeah, and I, I really well, listen, nobody's writing off Malik Tillman. No. Malik Tillman could pitch up at the Scottish Cup semi-final and score the goal that wins it for Rangers. Um, but I think he's going to have to do something like that. Likewise, Rangers, for all I've said, they've been wonderful players over a number of years. Rangers need performances from Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos in the semi-final. Thank you, Callum. More of your calls next. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna is here So is Kenny Miller I'm taking big steps tonight Because the phone lines are still red hot And I think I'm getting away with it I'm going to I hope that's manufacturers offering me new sports equipment. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna justify it by saying it's it's a holiday, isn't it? Everyone's off and their their routine, their schedules all thrown off. So we'll just give the full time teaser a rest, and you can get back to it tomorrow. All right? Am I getting away with that? It's very busy. You will need uh, to give it phones. to me at eight o'clock because if I go into my work tomorrow and Without what, one. yeah, well, there'll be there'll be hell to pay. Mm, yes. Scottish Sun Towers. We're, um, we like to provide a service to people out there. I must admit, the number of nights I get home, then I get a message. Oh, what, what were the answers again? Can you? Send me them Me and the group chat Are trying to do them So I mean, that was sorry. size in the mushroom uh, but, but we'll do it tomorrow We will uh, Let's hear from Who was through first I think it was Craig In Kenning Park Take it away Craig Hi panel How you doing guys Good thank Hi, you Craig. What's on your mind oh, Loads on my mind uh, Keep hearing <laughs> a lot of it um, Saturday's game The gap Not being big um, My it's Hypothetical question what happens if we don't win a trophy this season? Um, where, where, where does that leave us? We've got guys uh, stealing our age, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Alfredo Morelos. Um, I think I'm in a better condition myself without being um, offensive. Um, uh, Ryan Kent. Um, what Celtic run away with this? Win a treble. Um, what carrot have we got to dangle? Um, 
to keep guys beyond this season. Well, do you, do you want to? First of all, Craig, who do you want to yeah. keep beyond this season? Who needs a carrot? Well, I take the wee guy Koyogi. I take him in a heartbeat. Well, I, I hold on, you've now lost me. You think Rangers are going to sign Kyogo? Well, why not? Well, oh, come on, come on. Right, I've got a list of. Well, listen, Celtic won't sign Kenny Miller. That's a fair point, but not this direct. Is silly. Even by this show's standards, we're well, not having listen, this debate, right? Craig, because Craig asked, where does it leave Rangers? Where it leaves Michael Beale in particular is with some big decisions to make. Now, I think Rangers have eight players out of contract or whose loans are ending. He needs to make big calls in them, and they include some of the biggest names footballers at the football club Morelos, Kent, McGregor, Davis, Jack, Tillman, among others, Arfield's another one, Helander. So he needs to make a decision going forward. If you're saying if Rangers finish without a trophy, that would mean that they've lost the semi final to Celtic and Celtic are 12, potentially more points clear. So Michael Beale will need to make a decision as to whether he can enter next season against a Celtic team that will look to improve again in the summer. Can he enter that campaign next season with the same players or does he need a mass overhaul of his playing squad? Trophyless season, Kenny, what, what impact does th- or would that have? Because I almost feel like as we build up to this next one, the importance grows. And all the talk tonight, you know, or some of the talk tonight from Rangers fans, you know, if we just hadn't made those mistakes or if that Morelos goal had just been allowed to stand, none of that really comes into the conversation in a couple of weeks, does it? That that stuff starts to fade away. And and as um as Craig says, if you end the season trophyless, what what's the, the outlook then? Listen, it'll be it'll be bleak in terms of a fan's point of view, that's for sure. Uh, two seasons ago the league's won. Last year the the Scottish Cup was won for the first time in a while and the fact that the league was lost uh, despite they're having a, a six-point gap when Giovanni came in, there was a European final. You know, I remember on this show going into the, the semi-final with the Scottish Cup which was Rangers' only silverware. It, people coming on saying they don't care about the, the semi-final game or or the, the old firm game that was up and coming because they had a, a big European semi-final coming up. So... But if they end up with nothing, it will be. Of course, it will be deemed as a failure. I think, for a Rangers' point of view, off the back of this this performance at the weekend, what they have to look now. Listen, the result's gone. They got beat. They made a couple of costly errors and they were punished for them and they were beat. Were they beat by the better team? Were were, were Rangers better again? It doesn't really matter. They lost the game, right? That's it. Moving forward now, there is one hundred percent positives they can take out of that game. And move forward into the semi-final And if they can get better And they can be better on the ball And these bigger players that we've talked about Your Kent, your Morelises, your Tillmans Your Cantwells can show more in an attacking sense And trouble Celtic more And create mm. more from open play Then it'll be a game You know what, it'll be a good game the way it was on Saturday What level of positivity then can Celtic take from uh, Rangers take from the weekend Into the semi-final Is there enough there, Roger? Well, there'll need to be uh, And I think, I think there will be Elements of positivity that Michael Beale will take He will know that A lot of those Rangers players had lost 3-0 and 4-0 at Celtic Park Real beatings, Gordon It could have been worse on the day um, That didn't happen at the weekend They were close to Celtic um, Probably closer than actually they had been in the League Cup final A few weeks ago So he will try and convince his players That they're getting closer um, Kenny will tell you Rangers have been vastly improved under Michael Beale, you know, there's a 12-point deficit. Nine of those points were lost in Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's watch. 
So Rangers had won a lot of games under Michael Beale, but he still needs to crack the you know the most important one, which is beating Celtic. He's beaten everybody else. He needs to prove that he can beat Celtic. Uh, what about Graham on the line? What's your take, Graham? How many positives or what positives were there? Positives were that we stopped Celtic playing their fluent football. The same Celtic weren't as good and they still beat Rangers. But I thought that was due to the way Rangers played. I thought we were all got closer to them. Obviously, you've got McGregor in the team and that's because we got closer to him. But I think there's loads of positives to take. He's only had one transfer window. The Celtic manager said four. He signed like 20 players. He signed two. This season was gone before he came in. So I think we're getting there slow but sure and I, I think the semi-finals are free go because I don't think so many players are scared to get beat with Celtic 3-4 and four. so I think moving forward I think it's looking good for Rangers Can these games I was going to say can these league games ever be a free go or a free hit Graham but one that's got potentially Rangers only chance of silverware this season on the line and it's a free hit surely not The signings we made in the summer killed us mate I mean, Bills came in, he's done brilliant. Lost one game. Well, two games of cup final in that one. But you don't you don't overtake Celtic with two signings. Postacolo came in and made like 12, 14 signs. I think he signed about 20 players. So you don't just do that with one transfer window. So we just need to give you... Whatever happens, whether we win anything or no, it's not to do with Bill. He's doing his best with what he's got. And some of the players don't want to be there. Every Celtic player wants to play for Celtic. I play for post. Not every Rangers player wants to be there. I don't like Marellis, Ken, and some of the boys have been told that they'll no be there. So next season's your big season for Michael Beale and Rangers. Yeah, Any positive outlook from you. Yeah, um, I, I know what you mean. I, I do tend to agree with you. A number of transfer windows. Unfortunately, managers nowadays don't get a great deal of time. One of the questions in, in beat the pundit tonight wasn't. Which English Premier League team has sacked two managers? It's name one of the ones <laughs> who's sacked two managers. And also, you know, to we've be got, fair, if we've got Aberdeen with an interim manager, we've got Hearts with an interim manager, we've got Dundee United with an interim manager, down south mm-hmm. Chelsea have got an interim manager, Leicester can't get a manager. So clubs nowadays don't give anybody any time. And if Michael Beale continues to trail Celtic, and if Michael Beale continues to be unable to beat Celtic, You'll discover that as well Yeah, I'm not saying Michael Beale Should just come in and win the league Kenny Obviously But It's at least fair If Graham's going to hold up That Ange Postacoglu Has now had four windows yeah, but Celtic started winning things before yep. Before now You know It didn't take four windows to, to start To start winning things And again I'm not saying That it's the exact same scenario For Michael Beale But it's just a little bit Selective to say They've had four windows And, and we've only had one Listen, if Rangers lose the semi and don't beat Celtic at Ibrox after the split, the pressure on the Rangers team, irrespective of who they sign, and Michael Beale going out next season before a player turns up at Murray Park, there'll be an incredible amount of pressure for Rangers to succeed. And I don't think just to win a cup, I think to win the league back. Because when you're starting to get to three, to two, to three, to four, that Celtic building momentum, now they start throwing the stats and it's 12 leagues out of 13 and it's four, or it'll be 14 out of 15 and it moves on. The pressure will build. And Michael will know that. That's why these games are no free hits. This semi-final is a chance to win a trophy, to retain the trophy that you won. This is what these clubs are built on, you know. And you've also got the carrot, if you need a carrot, to stop Celtic winning another treble. 
They've already done four in a row trebles Now they're going for another I'll, treble I'll, I'll be fascinated Kenny To see how he overhauls the squad in the summer Regardless of See the, I don't think oh, Roger the, Overhaul I think overhaul and rebuild Are, are really really strong words I really well, do re, So if well, I go through this re, just now Revamp then, was his or, own or, word yeah, well, I, think, I think he's improved The team Since he came in you know, at the World Cup break, I think he has improved the team. Results would show you that. Look at a big win at Easter Road. Look at a big win at Tynecastle. I think he's improved a lot of the players. Why I say I'll be fascinated, I'm wondering if he keeps a lot of these players and trusts himself to improve them to the level where they can compete with Celtic, yeah. or whether he says, no, I want these guys out and I've got half a dozen or eight guys ready to come in who will compete with Celtic. Well, I think I think that kind of six to eight signings, I think, it, listen, and they may sign that amount. They may, depending on what happens with all the players that are going out of contract. Michael's already talked months ago about trimming the squad. You know, eight guys are out of contract and I still think to, to if, if eight guys go and eight guys come in and the squad's the same size, you know, so there's guys that are on contract that probably need to be shifted on yeah. as well. I look at the team at the moment. Tavernier will be playing next year. Golton will be playing next year. I think they probably need a centre-back, but they're still going to have Suter and Davis, the, the centre-back pairing that started at the weekend. Barisic will still be playing next year. They've signed Raskin. I thought he was excellent at the weekend. He'll still be playing. Cantwell will still be playing. He's already alluded to it. He wants Ryan Jack to be part of his plans. Lundstrom's still going to be there. They're trying to sign Tillman. Hadji and Lawrence forgot about these guys. Cholak's still going to be there. Kent, maybe if, Kent, if Kent's there, he plays. That's still seven or eight guys that are going to be playing. So that's why I think... Overhaul or uh, rebuild or th- I think they need the three or four starting players To come in and make these good players better Do you think Barisic will still be there? Because Unless when, he's sold Roger. Well that's yeah. what I mean Because he's got a year to go And I think Rangers need to get out of this habit Of first team players suddenly just finishing their contracts And having no value and can go out the door for nothing And also behind him They've got a young man they paid four and a half million quid for Who they could probably do with trying to get into the team at some stage And what about goalkeeper? Yep, the goalkeeper is 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 an area that I think there's more important areas to strengthen I've said all along and it's not just because he's, he's a friend I, th- I would like to see him stay But you know what He might not want it He yeah. might want to retire yeah. Yeah. And now they're going to need to find A number one capable of carrying And filling those gloves What did you make of the criticism About the speed at which Alan McGregor came off his line I mean it's John Souter's mistake But we got a few complaints If you like After the match on Saturday You can only run as quick as you can run You know mm. like he's Firstly he's not going to expect a, his, his mate to make that mistake And then it's a, it's a reaction To a mistake that he's not expecting to happen and he's a, he's a, and Jota's chasing him You know I mean, mm. Jota's a quick player That's why he plays on the wing So And it was a wonderful Touch and finish by the way Take nothing away from it. He made it look really really easy Did he make it look easier than oh, it is? Oh absolutely did. Yeah. See the, to get the weight of that touch How many times have you seen Someone over hit it And it's a tight angle They need to come back Or, or under hit it, it And the keeper, keeper gets yeah. his It was just the perfect touch And then And the next step by the way Just slides it into the empty goal uh, With his left foot Don't underestimate it Listen he still should, he should have scored it But he made it really, really easy Any criticism For Alan McGregor from No you? I, th- I think that What Kenny said there He's not expecting that mistake Now I, I, I know People say Oh well we should always be aware That the guy could make a mistake In the position In the part that they were in He's trusting his teammate To get the ball back to him And his teammate didn't mm, Thanks Graham 01419511025 Massive news Over the weekend as well Robbie Nielsen Hearts manager Sacked Seven games to go had been everyone's stick-on bet to finish third 
uh, and now it's all gone wrong Aberdeen are above them St Mirren and Hibs might be eyeing it up as well although Hibs have got their own issues uh, so we'll take a wee look at some of the other biggest talking points from the weekend next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here Just want to mark your card for something Before we move on uh, with the football If you're after a bit of family friendly fun this month Make sure you check out the Point to Point Family Day At Overton Racecourse Saturday 29th April Kicks off with pony races Followed by high octane point to point races You don't have to leave the kids at home either uh, under 16s go free And there's a lot to do From a family fun perspective You can get the tickets Overton Racecourse Facebook page Go to Clyde1.com To find out more And you can even enter To win a family hospitality Pass there as well Two adults and three kids Happy days At the end of the month uh, We have Kicked the backside Out of reaction To Saturday's game Between Celtic and Rangers uh, But not to the extent Where it won't absolutely Continue tomorrow I guarantee it The phone lines have been red hot If you couldn't get through tonight We'll absolutely deal with More fallout and This is where Tomorrow When tonight's show finishes The two producers to my right Will go And get the recordings Of Saturday's show Where both Tomorrow night's guests Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Both Said Kevin Clancy Got it right Yeah but did you notice DL's shift He started sure and by the end of the show, he was getting closer. I think he'll. I think he'll think it's a mistake by tomorrow. He was. Well, he was. He, he was sliding down the slope. He, he was. Um, he was on the edge on Saturday. He yeah, wasn't at his um, tummy, fra- tummy issues. He wasn't at his fragrant best. Kept burnt mine. Sore stomach. Nothing worse. Anyway, uh, big story. Roger breaking over the weekend, and it is the sacking of Robbie Nielsen. Right decision or wrong decision? Um, we discussed this. Off air before the show I was at Tynecastle on Saturday And um, Of all the times You've had to apologise After one of my reports Gordon I never <laughs> thought it would be for Foul mouth language By heart supporters Over the top of my head um, It was toxic on Saturday And Whether or not I think it's the right decision To sack Robbie Nielsen He had lost the support The Hearts fans mm-hmm. And it is the Hearts fans Who run and pay for the club They had Given up the backing of Robbie Nielsen So I think it's an understandable decision For me Robbie Nielsen in his two spells as Hearts manager Has been excellent He has brought him back in to the top flight in two occasions When he left the first time they were second in the league When he left the second time they were fourth in the league He has brought European group stage football to Tynecastle He has been in two Scottish Cup finals He has presided over dominance of Hibernian in the Edinburgh Derbies But For their own reasons The heart support did not take to him mm-hmm. I'm not letting you wriggle out of it though For you, right decision or wrong decision At this stage in the season At this stage in the season I am surprised they've taken it I thought Given Robbie Nielsen's service in two spells as manager And one as player I thought Robbie Nielsen deserved a little bit more Loyalty Support from the board I thought they would have let this go and let him have the opportunity to finish third. We'll get Kenny's thoughts in a second. Let's bring in Ross, who's a Hearts fan that's given us a call from East Kilbride. Ross, how do you feel after a turbulent weekend? Um, personally, myself, I like Robbie Nielsen, um, but um, unfortunately, I think he's suffered because he's put himself in that danger. Uh, yes, we know we should be uh, we should be the third team in Scottish football, and he kept saying about how. Um, you should be getting closer to the old firm, which I agreed with. 
maybe not right with the old firm, but closer to them, but further away from the rest. And we were. We're 11 points clear. But the team selections have been terrible. They've been too defensive for me. Wanting to keep possession whilst not attacking and create and not creating enough chances. He dug a hole that he couldn't get out of in the end. And um, unfortunately, uh, if you walk the walk, you have, uh, well, if you talk the talk, you have to walk the walk. Um, unfortunately, it's, uh, the box lies with the manager. And in my opinion, I don't think he was doing enough to get the players motivated for this. The last two weeks, it's been the same excuse. It's just been the same excuse all the time. It's just, I oh, we'll need to roll our sleeves up and get stuck in. We heard that last week and we heard that this week. And if it happened after the Hibs game, if you think Saturday was bad, it would be a lot worse than Saturday. Kenny, what's your take on that decision? Uh, listen, it is the nature of the business we're in now. Uh, I do think it's harsh. You know, I think he had maybe earned the right, maybe to have this last seven games of the season to try and turn that around. Yeah, he's lost the last four league games and they've, they've slipped out of that third position. But they play Hibs next week, which they've had some strong performances and results over Hibs over the last few seasons. And then they've got Ross County at home uh, before the split. So they've got a chance. Uh, Aberdeen have got Ross County and then Rangers in the game before the split. Mm-hmm. They could find themselves back in third in the next two weeks. Uh, I think he's maybe earned the right to have this last seven games. And you know what? See, if he never got third and that was deemed unacceptable... I think you could have maybe then made the decision then at the end of the season but I do think it was a harsh decision because everything that Rodgers just laid out there things that have been achieved over two spells and since taking over in the second spell the promotion finishing third European football a cup final where they took Rangers to extra time is uh, it's probably a wee bit harsh but I do understand the, the frustrations of the fans because for some reason there's been a they've not really mm. taken to him how, in his time there How much of this Roger do you think has been driven or accelerated by just how important third place is now when you're talking about that, oh, that, yeah. that group stage yeah, football because I take I take your point and I take Kenny's point about you know give them to the end of the season but the Hearts board obviously feel like they need to roll the dice because they, they do not want to run the risk of, of missing out on third is well, that fair? Yeah third place gets you into the Europa League playoff if you can win that you're guaranteed about £5 million in income even if you lose it and drop into group stage of the Conference League as Hearts did earlier on this season, you are guaranteed European football till Christmas, three more home games and probably about £3 million. Um, if Hearts had got that again, and they still might under Stephen Naismith, if they get that again, it widens the gap to Aberdeen or Hibs. If they don't get it and Aberdeen or Hibs get it, or St Mirren for that matter, mm. then that closes the gap on Hearts yeah. again. So it's absolutely huge now it's bigger than it's ever been to finish third in this league. Could they have let it go to the end of the season, Ross, and given Robbie Nielsen what is still a, a good chance of um, finishing third? Um, unfortunately, not for me. As I say, I, I, I like Robbie Nielsen as a as a manager and as a player, um, but I think they need someone like Stephen Naismith, someone that that character who, if you've seen him playing on the pitch, he was he was always. G-ing people up on the pitch I think they need that in the sidelines What Stephen Robinson did on Saturday Compared to Robbie Nielsen Robbie Nielsen would just come out and wave his hands He wouldn't do anything Whereas Stephen Robinson was all over the pitch And he was directing his players That's what that's what fans like to see I don't I don't think it's the, the calmness Like um, Steve Clark or, or Robbie Nielsen That people like to see Would, um, you, would you take Stephen Robinson, Ross? A lot of people have... Um, Thought about it. My dad wants to. Uh, my dad said he would take him. Um, I'm not sure. He, 
he didn't do a good enough job at Motherwell, really, and don't get me wrong, he's done a good job at St Mirren, but I would like to see what's out there, what um, what we could what we could get, um, because if we have the budget for it, then I'd like to see them get applications and and see who would be available. I, I'm happy for Stephen Nesmith to take it to the end of the season, and even have someone like Craig Gordon um, there helping them out as well. You know, because Gordon's got not get much to do uh, this season while he's recovering. So um, to have his influence and. In, the background would probably be better um, as he as a club captain anyway. So it would be good for something like that to happen you until know, the end of the season, and then then we'll um, see what happens. You know, find that amazing. I've always, you know, no no disrespect to your brave motherwell boys. I've always considered Hearts, Aberdeen, and Dundee United to be, you know, three of the big six or seven clubs in the country. Oh, the, the budgets would tell you the that. budgets M- much bigger than Motherwell's big city clubs, if you like. And here we are in the middle of April. And none of them have got managers beyond the end of the season. Um, it's short-termism in the extreme. They are now just sacking managers and saying, right, who have, who have we got, right, Aberdeen will bring Barry up from the under-18s and Hearts will, will get Nasey over from the coach team and then D United, hold on a wee second, Aberdeen just sacked Jim, we'll, we'll bring him in here and let Liam go up to, to join Barry at Aberdeen. Surely these clubs have... A longer term thought process than let's just get to the end of the season and see what happens. Are those three though not in all different scenarios? Because again, to, to slightly yeah, revisit but, for Hearts, perhaps this is now just. I'm not saying it's right, but you can almost understand why right now it's just seen as a, a sort of do or die moment. Right, act now or act never, and take that gamble because we need to finish. There stuff. must be a longer term strategy in the football departments of those clubs. And there who's to must say this be. is. Who is is this a Succession lesser risk? Planning. Is this a bigger risk or a less or a, a lesser risk than than keeping uh, Robbie Nielsen the job? I mean, again, you could debate that all all day long. Yeah, that you've got someone who's been in there, and, and now you're bringing and, someone who's never and managed. By the way, I'm not criticising these three clubs. This seems to be the way teams do it now. Look at Leicester. Leicester sack Brendan Rodgers. They promote a coach from you know way, well down the pecking order, and then they lose every game since it, this is happened. It's almost just a hope, isn't it? That any change is good change And you just change something <laughs> yeah. and it'll work it's, it's almost as if new manager bounce is actually a thing <laughs> that gar- you know, You're guaranteed to get We're going to have to leave it there It's Stephen Naismith, Gordon Forrest, Frankie McAvoy uh, For now uh, We will see RW's tweeting me Trying to move Davy Martindale to hearts He's throwing that name in there We'll see in the next couple of days 01419511025 Write it down Because it'll be busy tomorrow So many of you didn't get through And I am sorry But we do need to head off for the evening The good thing is We're always back the next day We're never away for long Six o'clock Mark Wilson Gordon Deal Will continue to look back On an action-packed weekend And I'm sure we'll have new Developments from Hearts And beyond as well Thanks Roger Thanks Kenny Thank you for listening And Callum Gallagher is up next